0: Pancakes would be good, too. Wait, what did you say about meandering? (laughs) I can go for some pancakes. Edit that out, John.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think every time we say edit that out, John, he starts the episode with it.
0: Shout out to Kim Campbell and her students who uh, actually listen to us. Uh, We know that at least one person listens, so that's really cool. That someone does.
2: Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah, we really yeah. do. And we apologize for this episode. This, this one probably has less academic purpose than some of the other ones. Or more. And potentially more, if you're in philosophy.
0: That's right. And you all should be. Again, I don't like to should people, but you should be.
2: Anyways, back to the content of the show. Right, the very loose subject at hand.
1: No, I, um, think, I think we're going down a good path of... Specifying content and knowledge and the differences, I'm. I, I tend to agree with Jared. Dare I say about knowledge feeling more specific and more personal.
2: Well, can we say that knowledge is more purposeful in what it does? I mean, like, you know, there. I think there's a real. I think there's a, There's almost more intention behind the concept of knowledge operations and content operations for me. Um, I think like, when, you th- when I think about content operations, which I do quite a bit. Um, I would certainly hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think about a lot of systems, right? And I think about a lot of things that can be hooked together. And I think about a lot of pers- or possibilities um but it's all stuff that you can configure in really different ways like it has um the um it has it ha- it has different ways it can go for different groups so but when i think about knowledge operations to me it's much more specific it's kind of like you do this 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 and and then this to get to something which is a functional knowledge ops um, system for your organization so the question really becomes, in my mind, if we are going to carve out a different discipline for knowledge ops, um, what next? Like, I think I think you could talk about um, you could talk about tools.
0: Um, you could talk about if we're going to carve it out, we can make space to say, okay, this is what it is. We can actually give it a definition. I mean, giving a definition to content operations, it's difficult because it can include so many different types of different types of things Um, you can put all kinds of all kinds of information in different buckets and be like this is part of our content operations but knowledge operations it's a limited set and so you can put you can put harder lines around it and say well it's the deployment of xyz through methods um abc with endpoints jkl you know i mean we could actually really start to define what, what it is and how to do it. I think actually the one thing I appreciated most about the stuff that I read last night was the explicit call out of the destruction of knowledge content at some point in its life cycle. I mean, how many people talk about that? Like there's a lot of stuff out there and we don't ever talk about, we talk about how to make things easier to find. We don't talk about cleaning up what we've put out there because it's incorrect or, it needs to be removed because those technologies are um, outdated and nobody uses them anymore. But I appreciated the fact that they explicitly called out the destruction of information.
2: Yeah, I think um, I think that's a valid point. You know, be it somewhat tangential, uh, but I do think it is. It's something that you could absolutely kind of fold into, you know, the core competencies of a knowledge operation, right? Um, And I think that, but I actually think you're seeing some of that more broadly in content ops these days too, because there's becoming more of a recognition that SEO depends on um, removing content as well. And kind of, you know, when it comes to, you know, what probably is the broadest sense of content operations, it's all SEO driven, um, really at its core, right? You know, like, I mean, we may not like that case. We may not like that fact, but I mean, like, it is. It is I mean, there. Google runs it, man. Like, yep. You yeah, know, at the end of the day, we are all bowing down to to our Lord Savior, indexer Google. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: the number one operations thing we do is search engine operations. Like, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. So, um, so you know, I, but I like the idea of being able to put like harder lines around it, right? So, and I think that in a lot of ways, this there's some benefit here too because. When you start to think about okay, you have your knowledge operations infrastructure, and like what connects to that, and like what are the purposes there, and what's inside of that, then you can start to talk about how that kind of upstreams into your broader content operations infrastructure, and like I think you can think of it as either being adjacent or um, encompassed by content operations. I don't. I think that either of those two concepts is are, are valid and would be fine for. An organization to adopt. But I do think that the idea that the knowledge operations side of things is somewhat self-contained, uh, both in technology and in purpose, that there's some, there's, there's an interesting, there's some potential interesting utility there. I, I really, I'd want to like sit down and like draw those lines before I made that determination that I really felt like that was the right way to set, set it, set things up. And I have not done that yet. Um, but I do think that it's it's, it's worth exploring, right? I agree. Well, that's no fun. I know. I know. Um, you guys are supposed to disagree.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, my original idea for this podcast, it, well, for a podcast, not this one, was we put topics into a hat. Patrick and I have to choose a topic out of the hat. And then we each get assigned a side to be pro or uh, con, and we have to make our case. We don't get to choose which one. We just get assigned. Like you're arguing for this one, you're arguing against it, guys. I'm a podcast host, not a divorce lawyer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I actually really <laughs> like that idea. We should totally do that. Yeah, I can totally
1: make that happen. We get it
0: a- we get we get assigned our topics and our our stance on that topic the night before, and we have we have till the next day to like. No, heard. see, heard. I feel
2: like that makes an unfair you're, advantage because the thing wanna, is, like, if you get if we get assigned the night before, you're going to go read about it, and I'm not. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I will.
0: That's the whole point of assigning it the night before. Listen, I have to have preparation, or I, I can't win this.
2: I, I, I want, I wanted assigned five minutes before.
1: <laughs> okay, next week I'm doing it. I was going to say, Patrick, we're uh, we've actually burned through our uh, topics Have we really so we need to choose some yeah we need to choose some new ones and i think next week we're going to start with me saying 10 minutes before the episode this is what we're talking about
2: no we can do it night before it'll be it'll be better if jared has time to research it yeah it's, it'll, it just
0: you can count on me to fail if we if you expect me to show up and perform like that i mean i can't i can't
2: handle that kind of pressure yeah that's no, it's just not he's not someone who does anything under pressure never don't pressure me
1: Content rules, but it can be a lot. I'm sure you've noticed that a lot of these topics are connected, but our short podcast episodes barely scratch the surface. Have no fear, because in the description, we have links to videos, blog posts, and other information that help shine some light on some of the more intense, murky topics. In no time, you're going to have a little bit better idea about structured content and enterprise content strategy. Hope you enjoy.